Welcome to Grown and Sexy Sisters Talk. This is real conversation for real women about real life. I'm your host, Nisi Gale, and I'm a personal transformation coach, women's empowerment specialist, and your number one fierce sister. This is episode number six and the third episode in the Get Your Mind Right series. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Dara Drummond from Yoga is for Black Girls. Dara is a registered 200-hour level yoga teacher in the Washington, D.C. area. She was properly reintroduced to the practice of yoga in 2014, where she learned that having an open mind, a consistent practice, and a kind teacher would prove to be life-changing. Now, she purposefully shares yoga and mindfulness with Black women and children to allow them to try something new in a safe and familiar environment. She is currently building her brand, Yoga is for Black Girls, in order to help debunk the idea that yoga is only beneficial for certain cultures. So, sit back and relax and enjoy this third episode in the Get Your Mind Right series. Much love, be blessed, and stay grown to sexy sisters. We'll speak soon. Good morning and welcome to Grown and Sexy Sisters Talk. This is real conversation for real women about real life. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to Miss Dara. And Dara is the awesome owner and creator of Yoga is for Black Girls. So good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to be talking to you. So for those of you who don't know Dara, Dara had the amazing idea of creating uh, this meetup group and it is called Yoga is for Black Girls. And I'll tell you, as soon as I saw that come across my email, I was like, hey! I'm like, I got to talk to this young lady. And this is, this is some good stuff because I have been wanting to bring the yoga piece to uh, women of color for quite some time. And so I just immediately hopped on there and sent her an email like, hey, give me a call. Let's talk about this. So cool. Thank how's you. it going this morning? It's going good. I, Saturdays are my sleeping morning, so <laughs> I'm grateful for that. <laughs> I know, I know. And then when we and when we first joined, Dara did her um her deep breathing, and I was like, ooh, I didn't do my deep breathing this morning. <laughs> Shame on me, right? <laughs> It, it's okay. We're gonna do it. We hang up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, woosah, right? <laughs> That's awesome. So, thank you so much for joining me. So, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about your yoga um, journey and tell us about Yoga is for Black Girls and what inspired you to create this meetup group and to pursue this as a business? Okay, so my yoga journey started. Um, actually kind of randomly a few years ago, it was 2011, I want to say. And my friend was like, hey, I got this Groupon for yoga. I don't know what it was. And she was like, I got a Groupon, um, let's go. And so I went with her blindly, like just went with her. I needed something to do and okay. we went. And I had a okay experience. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then I went the second time without her and um, it was a terrible experience for me, um, that second oh, class. Um, really? Because I was, I was there. The instructor said something funny, mm-hmm. and I laughed. I thought it was funny, and I laughed. And it was like, did you just laugh? <laughs> and of, yeah, and it was like, yeah, you know, like, it was funny to me. Um, and it rubbed me the wrong way. 
And then okay. the other side of that was I didn't feel comfortable in this space. Like mm-hmm. when me and her went to the first class, it was just me and her black girls. Okay. And then, you know, the studio was not necessarily targeted for us. I didn't feel welcome. Right. So it was years before I went back to yoga after that experience. With, when I got hooked, if you will, <laughs> it was in uh, 2014. I had lived in North Carolina at that time. And I had been away from my friends and family for years. I was, you know, slipping into depression, essentially. Okay. Driving around the neighborhood, I saw yoga <laughs> in the window. And I was like, I need to go there. And it was amazing. I had an amazing instructor. I felt welcome. And that was it. And it was life changing from there. <laughs> Okay, I can definitely understand that. And that's why I really wanted to have this conversation because I recognized, you know, a friend of mine turned me on to yoga and it was something that I had been reading about, but I wasn't real sure about it. And like you said, it wasn't targeted for me and I didn't see women that looked like me doing it. And, you know, I was like, I don't know about this. This looks, I don't know if this is for me, but. I like what you said when you said when you got hooked because once you start doing it and you put the fear and stuff to the side and make a decision like, okay, I'm just going to try this. Yeah. You literally get hooked and you're like, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And the teacher, she was a Chinese lady, um, but she was sweet and she saw me as her sister. Now, remember, I'm in North Carolina. Right. I'm a city girl. So I was like, okay, it was a pretty diverse class, but she would always single me out as her sister. Everybody else in there was her friend. Right. I, little black girl was her sister. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So it and was, that did a lot to make you feel welcome, right? Oh, yeah. And then the way she talked was just awesome. Like, she kicked butt, but it was good. <laughs> We'd be in there sweating, but it, I felt amazing. I felt okay. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. So... Now, I will, before we do any more of the questions, I will insert my research because everyone that knows me knows that I'm the research queen. So (laughs) I like to, (laughs) I like to put facts behind this and I, and I want people to know why I personally think it's really um, important to, to have us women as, as, excuse me, women of color to Mm -hmm. actually start learning more about yoga, attending some classes because it has so many health benefits, right? So I made a list of all the health benefits and I'm going to run down them real quick just so that we can understand why this is so important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first of all, and of course, here's the disclaimer. The disclaimer is this is what the studies show, ladies. I can't, you know, <laughs> say for certain that this is going to cure all of your ills. Right. <laughs> However, studies have shown that these are all the possible health benefits, okay? So the first one is it could improve your emotional health, right? So it can help with stress, anxiety, and depression, as you mentioned, because I personally have, you know, anxiety and stress and depression. And so I know that that resonated with me. Okay. So it could help with chronic back pain. It could help improve your metabolism and it could help with insomnia, which if you know anything about stress, anxiety, and depression, those things can cause you to have anxiety, right? Because your mind is always rush, you know, rushing in the middle of the night. And, and so, um, practicing yoga could help with insomnia. It could help build strength and endurance, which I know that because, I mean, it's serious business, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, it could help improve your memory by reducing stress. It could also help reduce the symptoms of PTSD, which I thought that was really interesting when I when I um, looked that up because I personally suffer from PTSD, and I'm like, huh, that that makes sense too, right? And it could help improve diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and arthritis. Get your life. <laughs> That's pretty much everything on the list, right? Excuse me, yes. Get your life. Exactly. <laughs> Completely. And, and the, the thing that's amazing about this list is that we know if we do the research about the top um, diseases and things that Black women are suffering from, that's it right there. That's the whole list. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So have you, when you're, when you're doing your classes, have you had anybody tell you that, oh, man, I feel so much better with my ABCXYZ because I've been taking this class? One of the main ones that I get is sleep. Um, I think it was two weeks ago when I started my Wednesday class, and the girl said, I slept so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I slept amazing. And that wasn't the first time I heard that. So I tend to tell people, like, I don't, I don't hype myself up as a teacher. I'm like, right. you might sleep better if you have sleeping issues after you come to my class. Because I focus heavily on breathing, which is calming you down um, mm-hmm. and calming your nervous system down and it's getting you just out of your head. So once you leave, you're like, can I just stay here and so I take a nap? Cause you don't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And definitely hype yourself up as a teacher because I think it's amazing <laughs> what you're doing. I think it's great. <laughs> All right. So next up. Um, so what are the top three reasons that you hear from black girls or women of color about why they can't or won't do yoga. Right. So one of the main ones is, Oh, I'm, I'm not flexible. And that's like across the board. And I'll be sitting there like, well, you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's without much judgment, but like, you know, that's what you come for. Right. Um, <laughs> that's why benefits um, of yoga that you can get from the physical practice anyway, is that you will become more flexible in your okay. body. Mm-hmm. So that's like number one. Um, another one that I've heard, um, was more so of the people think that it's a religion, right? And so it's like, oh, I'm, I can't do that. My pastor said, you know, evil and things like that. And that's the most heartbreaking one for me, Mm -hmm. um, hearing because it's like, no, like that's so not true. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful practice. (laughs) Um, it never claimed to be a religious practice and it's definitely not evil. You, you figure out yourself and how to operate differently. Um, mm-hmm. and you can still practice your religion or spiritual practice right. with the yoga. Okay. Um, that's another one that's heartbreaking for me, but yes. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard that before and I was very surprised when I heard that. Yeah. Um, and I'll say another one. I, I try to think of a third one that I heard more so I'd say honestly money. Yeah. Money is, a. I don't want to say it's a barrier, but people think they don't need to pay for it. Um, they mm-hmm. anticipate it to be free, and I don't know why. Like, happy I was not happy I was not free, but you go, you get drunk, and you still feel girl. Kind of happy, you know, like wait a minute, you can't wait for a whole nother conversation here, Dara. Hold on, a but you know, like we we spend our money on the things that you know it makes us feel good, maybe temporarily but not life-changing, you know what I mean? And that, yeah, that's, that's one true. that is big, um, yeah. 
That's true because I, I was talking to my friend Walter from Walter Lewis Fitness Solutions. We did a couple of recordings on, you know, healthy living and, and working out. And and that was one of the things that he said, too. And it was like we, we talked about that and we talked about the fact that, you know, we will pay for things that we think is a priority, you know, and we will go and pay for these prescriptions Mm-hmm. <laughs> when our, you know, we have diabetes and, and, and high blood pressure and we will pay for these doctor's appointments, but that's being reactive. And so, you know, yoga is something that we can do that is proactive and you know, don't wait until you're sick and broke down to try to do something about it. But this is something that you could be doing just like you would pay to go to the gym. You mm-hmm. pay for your yoga class or you pay for your personal trainer. But these are all the things that we can do to help us live healthier and more fulfilling lives so we really have to stop stop doing that like you know people will go out and pay for red bottoms or a new gucci handbag but when it's time to pay the yoga instructor to help you with your your personal well-being it's a it's a double thought and so this is why i want to have these conversations with women so we can start thinking differently about these things Yeah, for sure. And we know that, well, at least for me, I believe, you know, it's just rooted in our, our, our lineage as black people in general, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we aren't used to taking care of ourselves. We don't know that we should take care of ourselves. Right. And then it's like, oh, and you want me to pay for it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not doing it because that's not in my self-care toolbox. You right. know, just to go, you know, do other things to ignore the issues or whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. So, but we doing it. <laughs> that's true paradigm so well hopefully after we have all these discussions and we'll continue talking about it until we get the message through that these are th- these are things that you can be doing and you should be doing to help take care of yourself i mean it's it's not a situation anymore where we should wait until we broke down or stressed out before we do something about it and so i appreciate you bringing this conversation to us and just being transparent about it right because a lot of times I think people don't even really realize the things that self-sabotage and things that they do. You know, we, I I do the same thing. We don't realize until somebody points it out. So that's some good stuff. All right. Awesome. So let's talk about, (laughs) let's talk about the way that it looks when we see it on TV and when we see it on advertisements and and on Facebook and stuff. I want to talk about how hard it looks and all those contortionists poses and stuff that you'd be seeing on there so let's talk about is there a beginner's level because those poses and stuff that we see they look real hard right so so that's in those poses right that's what we aspire to do i i know what you're talking about right if you ever go to my instagram page you will see i'm not doing you know those level you know poses um, and I, I know that they can be intimidating for some, right? But that's, somebody started somewhere first. You know, they started with um, more restorative classes to open themselves up or, um, right. like you said, beginner classes. So they, they build up, unless they were naturally flexible. Um, like children would do those consortium type <laughs> poses. Um, but, whew, girl, I'm not doing that. Um, but there are, all that to say, there are beginner classes available for you. Um, and just, I would say for people to be careful, though, because some instructors will say, oh, all levels, but then they to their level, and then the beginner in the class is left out. So okay. um, I've heard people say that, like, yeah, they said it was beginner, but it was hard. You know what I mean? And it's not going to be easy. You're going to be challenging yourself, but it shouldn't be to the point where you're like, no, I don't want to come back. Um, mm-hmm. so there are some beginner 
classes. I took beginner classes when I first started out. I took a mixture. I did beginner and the more advanced. Um, okay. Just to challenge myself. Okay. Um, but yeah, do your research. I would say call studios or call an instructor just to really know, like, look, I'm a beginner. <laughs> you teach to beginners. Um, <laughs> I personally tend to teach to beginners. Yeah. Uh, and it makes a difference. Okay. And that's good. And I like that you said that call around and, and don't quit. Right. Because if you go to one class and that's not the class for you, well, that's not the class for you. There's like a million things in life that we shop around for. And so let this be a thing that you shop around for until you find the place that feels comfortable for you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. And so now let's talk about two, the next two things. It kind of ties back to, um, what we talked about, what people sometimes think it's a religion or you may be praying to some type of God mm-hmm. other than the God that you serve. And so let's talk about the namaste and mm-hmm. the own, right? Because I know I've gone to some classes and uh, we've we've done own, we've done the chanting. Mm-hmm. And obviously we say namaste at the end, right? And so talk to us about wh- what is that all about? What does that stuff mean? So the namaste, um, which is root- is a Sanskrit term, right? And I always, it's even on my business card, right? It's, and it's a picture of me and it says a Sanskrit term that means I honor the light that's within you. Okay. And you return it to say, yes, I honor the light that was in, that is within you. Because we all have, you know, light within us. We're all human. We're all life, right? And we honor who we are. We don't judge. We don't criticize. We don't, you know, treat each other with harm. So that's what it means for me um, mm-hmm. that, you know, I see you. Thank you for practicing with me. And, you know, we got this. It's a matter of honor and honoring each other where they are and who they are mm-hmm. um, for me. Um, yeah. And there are some instructors who don't even use any Sanskrit. They use, you know, teach yoga, teach the poses and insert, you know, just other wellness language, if you will. Um, and I kind of ascribe to that as well. I do use namaste um, because I think that part is critical. Mm-hmm. People know I see you as human. Right. Um, but as far as like the the traditional um, methods of yoga, I didn't train in that way. You know what I mean? I wasn't there, so I don't want to use a language that I I don't I don't know, and potentially my clients wouldn't know about. Um, okay. For me, and as far as Om, um, which I love the way Om feels in my body. I yeah. personally don't. I may have done an Om like once in class. <laughs> Um, but um, something about the they say it's the universal sound but it's also something about those uh, syllables <laughs> that's not what I want to say the sounds of those letters right. together the vibrations of that um, right. which life if you know you know it's energy it's vibration and all of that those things so it kind of brings everything together mm-hmm. so if you do an ohm and you're breaking down all the syllables you feel a vibration in your body. Yep. And it kind of helps you get a little bit more centered. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the importance of OM. Some people don't like it, um, and I understand why. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the science behind it <laughs> um, versus a religion, mm-hmm. you will probably be a lot more open to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I like that you said that too, because there's science behind it, right? And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, one of the things like we talked about, and and, and again, I'll just keep saying that, like, do the research, don't yeah. listen to everything that you hear, do the research and find out about this stuff, because 
it, it's just the fear of the unknown that really keeps people from from pursuing these things. And like you said, even with the ohm, at first I was like, okay, this is kind of weird, but it felt good like, to mm-hmm. it, like doing it from the ohm all the way to the mm, You can feel the vibration, and it helps you calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and and even with the namaste, listen. When I first started doing yoga, girl, I would go to work and somebody would aggravate me and I'd be namaste and they'd be looking at me like, what? (laughs) But that's good for you because that means you know that you have a different method to react to that person and you chose peace. You know what? I I see you in all your stuff. You know what? Namaste. Exactly. I'm covered. (laughs) That's right. And you know what? Is about how we react. We I did a podcast yesterday with Dr. Tanya, and we talked about stress management and living a positive mental life. And that was the big thing too. It was like, okay, we can't necessarily change our circumstances and what's going on around us, but we can change the way that we react to this stuff, right? right. And so, having a practice like yoga that can help you be centered and help you be more calm can help you in the way that you react to other situations and circumstances in your life. For sure. That was huge for me. (laughs) That was huge for me. Yep, me too. Me too. Okay, awesome. So we talked about the flexible part. So you don't have to be super flexible. No, you'll get there. You'll learn your body and you'll learn what parts move, which way and which ones don't and what day you want to do what. (laughs) But, you know, set small goals for yourself. I know there's a guy who I teach and he's like, I want to touch my toes. Okay, well, we get there. It'll take some time, but with practice, you know, might get there. And if we don't, we don't. But we may get there. Right. I like that. Okay. And so now... Another thing that I see and we see when we see pictures of people doing yoga mm-hmm. and they're all slim and flexible and pretty skinny and already in shape. So if I'm a girl or a woman who is not necessarily in shape, you know, am I going to be able to do yoga or do I have to be like all skinny, like the models in the pictures? <laughs> no, so you don't have to be skinny. A good example, um, well, I hope I'm not saying her name wrong, is either Jessamine Stanley, mm-hmm. um, I forget the name of her book, but she's a great um, popular example of that you don't have to be, you mm-hmm. know, stick figure to do right. yoga. <laughs> yeah. Um, the black woman. Yes. Um, and she's like, no, it's for everybody. And I mean, she's been being flexible in her own way as well. She's doing splits, her back bends are out there, like she is killing yeah. it. I've um, seen her so- before. Yeah, so no, like, no, yoga literally is for everybody. There's so many different ways to stretch your body, move your body. If in a wheelchair, there is some type of yoga that can be done for you. You know what I mean? We all have different bodies. We all show up different, but we all can move it to some degree. Mm -hmm. Um, When you think about a physical yoga practice anyway, um, no, as long as you get yourself on the mat, (laughs) that's that's where all the magic starts you got to get to yoga class or watch your videos and do it and see what works for you size don't matter there's modifications um Mm -hmm. and there's that like so for a good one is uh child's pose so you know child's pose is Mm -hmm. yummy stretch your arms straight out your forehead is to the mat your uh your bottom is to your heels um but if you have Full breast woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> it won't be right here in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so do child's pose. Maybe you might want to bring your 
forehead yeah. to your arms or a block so you can have some room to breathe, right? Right. Still child's pose, but your child's pose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like that too because um even with me, I broke my ankle in, in April and it's been five months and I still want to do yoga. I was so devastated. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do my yoga. But then of course I was like, okay, well, let me research this and see what kind of yoga there is for people with broken ankles or people who are in a wheelchair or, and there's so many different things that you can do. You don't have to be doing a downward dog or like you said a child's pose you can modify or a cat cow any of these things that you would normally do there's a modified version and so at the end of the day you know not letting it be a distraction or something to discourage you but just try it and as you go you'll be surprised like you think your body is not going to react but you'll be surprised what you can do yeah right yeah all right cool so how many times a week is it recommended to do yoga? Really, that's kind of up to you. It, you know, and especially depending on why you're going to yoga, um, how it fits in your schedule. There's no, like, you have to do yoga every day. Like, some people are, like, yoga every day. That, that might not work for you. <laughs> um, or you might get a 10 minute flow every morning. Like it really depends on what you can do, what you want to do. Um, even as an instructor, people think I do a physical, like I said, a physical yoga practice. People think I do it every day. And I'm like, no, okay, <laughs> I'm breathing. Um, and a lot of days I'm being very mindful of my interactions with people, which are the other parts of yoga that no one talks about. Right. Um, yeah. So for me, it's like, no, I'm not doing sun salutation. 180 every day like no that that's not true i would love to but ideally it doesn't work for my life my okay um okay it it, it depends it's, it's no set you should do it every day if you do it once a week and that works for you that's your prescription that's <laughs> you know i like that <laughs> so wait you you just mentioned um and that was something that i didn't put on the list of questions but so talk to me real briefly about the mindfulness part in the deep breathing how does that help so the um so my day job i'm a school psychologist um and i work in a, a really high needs population um at risk um community and it's stress. We're, we're stressed. The children are stressed. The teachers are stressed. Parents are stressed, right? right. Um, and so for me to be in service, I have to be okay, you know, <laughs> my best for my community that I'm serving. So I tend to, you know, I might set an intention in the morning and say, okay, you know, I'm, I, I want to just, you know, like maybe peace is my intention or, you know, reaching out to someone is my intention. And then, you know, you try to achieve that thing for the greater good of yourself and for those around you. Um, so that's kind of how it works for me for the most part. Um, and the funny thing is people notice that about me. They kind of see, um, <laughs> they be like, oh, you're just so, you're so peaceful. So this, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm quiet. Um, but most of the time, like I'm walking through the halls and I'm breathing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't have to sit in my office to breathe. I might need to do it a couple of times a day. Mm -hmm. Like right before we met, let me get my mind together. Let me get focused on this moment. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I was just scattered trying to get seated and now let me be present. So the breathing and the mindfulness is huge for me more than the physical practice, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
and it, it just helps bring me to the moment. Um, and that's what meditation really is, being in the moment. So your mind is not thinking about, yesterday is not thinking about what you want to do next, is really being in the moment and having peace within your body, mind, and spirit. Um, that's meditation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's good because I, I have um, a life coaching business and um, one of the things I do with my clients, as soon as we get on the phone, you know, because people are, oh my God, all this stuff happened. And I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Let's just breathe together first before we even start talking about all of the things that's going on, let's breathe. And we do like a little two-minute deep breathing exercise in the beginning of our call. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's amazing because when we do that, I can physically see a shift in the person, how they feel right there in front of me when they do a deep breathing. It's almost like it wipes the palate like completely clean. Yeah, it brings you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really- definitely brings you back and then you you're able to think a lot more clearer and maybe articulate what you're trying to say or what you want to convey have mm-hmm. a conversation differently um yeah <laughs> right and that's a big thing for me honey because you and I just met but what you don't know is I'm always on 10 <laughs> <laughs> I have lived I have lived my life on 10 and, <laughs> and, I'm, so, and I'm so much more calm now and it, and it really is just learning mindfulness techniques, learning how to calm down, learning how to breathe, having like we talked with Dr. Tanya yesterday about having the tools and the resources. I like that you said in your self-care kit. Mm -hmm. I like that. Like here's all the tools I got in my little kit. And it really helped me to be able to calm down, respond better to situations, not be so stressed and live life with an intention. Like you said, I like that. Um, when I first started doing yoga with, with Rachel, my friend uh, Rachel has a practice called Gaia Zen Yoga. And when I first started doing it with her, the first thing that just completely blew my mind was like, okay, we're going to set an intention. And I was like, huh? W- what do you mean by that? And she's like, okay, we're going to set an intention of this is what we want our practice to be. This is how we want our day to be. And I was just like, and of course I started doing more research because I'm the research queen. And it's just like, yes, you absolutely can make a decision, set an intention equals make a decision about how you want this to go. And it could not only just your yoga practice for the day, but your day, your morning, this is how I want my day to go. Today, I intend to have a good day. Today, I set the intention of peace, like you said, or I set the intention of whatever it is that you want to focus on. And once you set your mind to that, it's amazing. You can train your brain to be able to think positive if yeah. you train your brain, but it's something that you have to work at. Right. You got to start it. But I was, I was so happy you're going to say that because there's so much that we put in the mind and we believe it because that's what we keep there. We put it there and it's like, Ooh, no, you know, all you have to do, your words are powerful. <laughs> your yeah. words are truly powerful. And when I teach my classes, when we set our intent, our intention is like, okay, breathe that in. So now you're inhaling and you, you're breathing, you're calming down, and you're like, I am peace. You know, whatever you're breathing in. And it's like, that becomes a part of you. That's your, that's your aura now. Like, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. coming. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you talked about how people can feel that. And, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer of auras and, and people's spirits and how you can kind of feel a person's aura when you're around them. And 
and like you said, you can tell a person who is is active with yoga or in, in meditation because when you get around a person like that, you can feel their spirit is so calm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like I just want to I just want to breathe that in. <laughs> so talk to me about um, the babies because. I love that you you um, are a psychologist with children in in your day job. Yeah, and and you use that in in the classroom with the children. So talk to me about that because I, I like that a lot. So yeah, it's been fun getting these little brown babies um, into yoga, and it's, it's the cutest thing. Aww. And the the most recent thing I realized they'll be in there like this. I'm like, I didn't teach y'all mudras, but it's. They- see it they saw it somewhere else and so they recognize it so all you got to do is teach them what it is right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's one class in particular that i go into it's a first grade class and we use it for calm down strategies so they know to do um balloon breath so breathe in breathe out and it's like we need that to calm down so the last time i talked to them and their teacher was like miss truman can you tell them how they can you know breathe maybe when they're not needing to calm down. And I was like, oh yeah, like I breathe first thing in the morning and I'm calm when I wake up, but I'm, I'm breathing to get myself together so I can feel good. You know, we need our breath. We need to appreciate our breath. Um, it's what keeps us alive. Um, yeah, um, signifies life. So we got to treat it good. We got to treat our bodies good. Um, the children love it. They soak it up. Um, and they, she told me that they use it without her maybe, you know, telling them to do it. Um, children are the easiest. Show them something and they, they are hooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so for me, and especially with that population, I'm very um, focused on trying to use it as a preventative measure. I saw one of the most heartbreaking things the other day. Um, and if you know, there's like this K2 outbreak or not outbreak, but um, epidemic is a drug, a serious drug mm-hmm. um, that's kind of plaguing DC right now. Right. And I was just stuck on the side of the road and he was like standing and you could tell he was just kind of far gone. Um, and it broke my heart to see that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, if I can cultivate, you know, yoga as preventative, using it for our children where they have different coping strategies so we won't have to rely on drugs and alcohol and you know plaguing our community for years because we just self-medicate we don't go to the doctor mm-hmm. with what i know yoga breathing and that follows them we'll be better on we'll be yeah. better on people um and we'll be have we'll have healthier outlets mm-hmm. um by the time they're in middle school high school and then adulthood Right. I, I like that. I like that so much. And so I also, when we were speaking with Dr. Tanya yesterday, one of the um, statistics that I shared with her was that the suicide rate for um, young people between the age of 10 to 14 has increased something like 200% in the last, you know, 15 years. And our babies are suffering, right? And so as as women, as mothers, as just members of the community, as professionals, we have to find a way to help, like you said, insert these positive tools and resources to our children early on, yeah. you know, so they can learn how to deal with, because there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of things that they deal with. There's the bullying. There's the social media issue. There's so many things that our children are dealing with, and we have to give them good coping strategies. And no, medicating them, <laughs> Dara, that's a whole nother podcast, okay? Yeah. 
and I'm ready for it. <laughs> Girl, we're going to have to do a whole nother podcast talking about how we just medicate our children. We really don't even understand. There's so many alternatives out there other than medicating ourselves. And that's, and that's another thing. There's another reason why I'm more on my soapbox about this too, because as I'm learning more about depression, anxiety, PTSD, you know, it's always like, try this drug, try that drug, try this drug. And these, the side effects of these drugs is probably almost 10 times worse than what you're dealing with. Right. It's crazy. And putting that in children and messing and then, up their chemistry and their dependency. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> and oh, by the way, some of these drugs that they're giving them for ADHD and different things can increase suicidal in intentions and thoughts. And so it's like, let's back down on this a second. Let's figure out a way that we can use alternative methods of prevention to be able to help people because these are scientific facts that these things can help us if we put it in place. But all these things that I talk about and all these things that I feel is so important to bring are things that are not you know, um, told to people of color or, you know, we're not, you know, getting the advertisements and we're, we don't have yoga studios in our neighborhood. Right. There may be one or two. However, it's not like in certain neighborhoods you go, it's a yoga studio on every block. But when mm -hmm. you come here, well, right. we, we got a liquor store on every block and, you know, we got a Chinese takeout, you know, all these things that is, is really, um, affecting our health. Like you said, um, self-medicating with with alcohol and drugs but where is the preventative strategies we right. need this we need the like you said teach it to the babies and once you teach it to them like you said it will continue on with them mm -hmm. yeah and they do it on their own and you don't even have to ask them <laughs> and they'll tell me oh I went home and I was showing my me tree pose or something like that so and that's important too because they're taking it home yeah they're taking it home I love and that. That's where they need it too. So yeah. I love that. I would love to one day when I get my ankle straight, I would love to come down there and be in the <laughs> class with you and the babies. I love that. Look, I'm about to cry a tear because I think that's so amazing. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny because I read a story about I, I don't remember what state it was, but there are some schools that are actually teaching children to meditate in, in, in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I plan on developing a curriculum to utilize within the school system um, in, in the areas that are needed. <laughs> that's amazing. I got your back. Let me know what you need from Thank me to help because I think that's amazing and I'd be so willing to help you with that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Okay. All right. So back to the, okay. So I only have um, two more questions for you. Okay. Okay. And so, can yoga help me lose weight? I would say yes. Um, I, and actually, when I started, um, I had gained a lot of weight, and I was doing hot yoga. Not Bikram yoga, but it was hot power yoga. Mm -hmm. So when I was going to be in her class, it was 90 or so degrees in there, and she was working us. <laughs> wow. And we were sweating. But outside of yoga and, like, walking daily, I, I lost a significant amount of weight um, mm -hmm. through that being my main uh, practice, my physical practice. Um, okay. So it can, depending on the, the style that you use, it definitely can help tone you if you're doing a lot of stretching in a class. But there are so many different styles and different methods and different ways people teach yoga. Mm -hmm. So if you're going in it with the focus of, I want to lose weight, you might want to go to a class that 
kind of focuses on that. You know what I mean? That um, builds a lot of strength and endurance um, and maybe like a highly, like a high impact class versus one that's like a lot of stretching. So, okay. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And so I'm going to insert some more research. So I did do some research to look at how it can affect our body and mm -hmm. It's amazing because if you if you talk about like you said a high impact um, program, but if you do some workouts where you go to the gym, you may think that you are getting a better workout than if you do a type of high impact yoga. But what I read was some of the areas that you can target with yoga. It could be your core. Oh, for sure. For sure, you're doing a lot of planks and stuff like that, which is no joke. But after you start doing it for a while, you'll notice you get a lot stronger. Yeah. It can target your arm. It targets your legs. It targets your glutes. Mm -hmm. It targets your back. So that's a full body workout. Mm-hmm. I some. <laughs> I don't know if this is okay to say. But say I whatever you want. I gained the yoga booty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, lunges and stuff like that. You know. I didn't ask for it, but I mean, it's fine. <laughs> you whatever know, works. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Yeah, different things happen. You definitely see a change in your body. You might get a little leaner and definitely strength. Um, my friends, um, when I first started teaching, they hated me and loved me for my planks, you know, but they felt the difference in their arm. They got a lot of definition and um, the upper body strength was different. And I'm glad you mentioned the core strength. That's huge for um, practicing yoga to build that core strength. When we think about posture and maybe spinal concerns, um, it's probably core strength that you want to build up. Mm -hmm. And you may or may not, you know, get abs right away, but you'll definitely feel a different strength in your core first um, from certain postures. Okay, that's good stuff. All right, awesome. So let's, one more question, because I've had you for 45 minutes. I could have you on here all day, because I love this. <laughs> this is such a good conversation, but um yoga can help us relax so we talked about that can you just briefly explain how it helps us relax um so kind of like what i was saying about the breathing um mm -hmm. so i tell people i was like well, like well i stretch i was like okay but did you like add the breathing to it um you can stretch all day if you're not incorporating that breathing mm -hmm. <clears throat> that deep and mindful breathing then that's where you're kind of just you're not necessarily doing what yoga can do for you. You're not going to get the benefits of yoga until you access the breathing. Um, and it's going to, it's calming the body down. If you're focusing only on your breathing, your mind is not everywhere else. Okay. And it's a practice, right? So I'm not saying it that you better focus on your breathing, but right. you have to practice focusing only on your breathing or only what you're doing in the moment. Um, and so it calms the, the mind down, all the chatter, um, a lot of things. And so you're removing, um, kind of, I'll call it blockages. You're removing things that are um, hindering you from relaxing. And, kind mm -hmm. of and they call it sometimes monkey brain, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, because if you're always thinking, you know, that's where trouble with sleeping comes into place. Um, the mind can calm down. Um, and sleeping is just deep relaxation. So um, it definitely helps you relax. Um, I'd say more so the breathing. Okay. You can just sit and breathe and you'll calm down, you'll relax. 
Right. Um, yeah. And so even so, and, and then even you can take that, like I mentioned, into the job, because even if you, you know, are having a stressful day at work or, you know, you can go on your lunch break and do some deep breathing exercise. So it's not necessarily just things that you have to go to a yoga studio to do, but this is right. something that you can incorporate into your daily, into your daily routine throughout the day. Right. And I mean, some people, like I know people use apps to remind them to breathe, um, which may be helpful. If you need like a guided meditation, YouTube has plenty you can just probably go and listen to. I love those. Yes. For a few minutes, you can do a one minute one, the two, you know, there's options for you. Yeah. Um, if you can't talk yourself through it, um, mm -hmm. definitely options. Yeah, okay. information's there. Internet's amazing. <laughs> you can learn anything you want to do on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's my best friend. All right. Awesome. So Dara, thank you so much. And yoga is for black girls. I'm so excited that you created that meetup group and I can't wait until I can actually walk because I'm going to be at your classes. <laughs> I so hope that you can bring some classes to Baltimore. That would be awesome. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to stretch out. Try. <laughs> That's good. And, and I'm right here to support you with anything you need. So now tell the ladies, how can they reach you if they have more questions or join your meetup group or want to attend one of your classes? I got you. Yeah. So the meetup group is yoga is for the number four black girls. Um, so you can go on meetup and join that. There's also an Instagram page that I started. So I'm kind of building that up and that's yoga is for black girls as well. Okay. Um, to learn about like my classes, because I'm like branching out. So I have a, um, right now, Instagram's the best bet. Um, okay. Vinyasa with Dara. So V-I-N-Y-A-S-A-W-I-T-H-D-A-R-A. <laughs> um, Vinyasa with Dara. You can learn more about my my journey and the classes I offer and what I do in the community. Um, okay. and also, if you want to just send me an email, uh, it's Vinyasa with Dara as well at gmail.com. So Vinyasa with Dara at gmail.com um, if you want to contact me directly. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for being responsive. Everybody has to know that Dara responded to every single email or <laughs> every single chat I sent her. She's amazing. And she was so right there. As soon as I said, I want to bring this to the, to the grown and sexy sisters. She was like, yes, let's do it. So thank you so much for that. It means a lot to me because it, I, I believe this is really good information and I, and I believe that you're on to something and, and I just pray that you know, your reach will just continue to grow and that you'll be able to reach as many women as possible because this is, this is actually something that can change people's lives. And so I thank you for, I thank you for being willing to put yourself out there. There's not a lot of people who are willing to put themselves out there for something that's different, you know? And so I, I definitely thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Cause like I told you, who me being out there, but it's, it's, it's a bigger purpose. So <laughs> me being on this podcast is, is a bigger purpose, right? It's like, okay, somebody's out there listening and it may not be a million people, but it may be two people out there. And if we can reach one person and make a difference in their life, then we've done the work. Absolutely. So I will speak to you. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> and you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. You too. All right. We'll speak soon. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, ladies, you have just reached the end of another episode of Grown and Sexy Sisters Talk. This was real conversation for real women about real life. I really hope you enjoyed our talk and I have a little homework for you. 
first, I want you to go to my website, www.grownandsexysister.com to sign up for my newsletter. On there, you can also read my blog, find valuable free resources, schedule a coaching session, or just check out some upcoming events. Second, I want you to subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on iTunes or Google Play. You don't want to miss out on one single episode, so that's going to be really important. And third, check me out on YouTube. You can type in Grown and Sexy Sister with an A-H in the search bar and make sure to subscribe there as well. I want you to be able to see the amazing video recordings of these podcasts there. So much love, be blessed, stay grown and sexy sisters, and we'll speak soon.